You are listening to International Open Podcast. This is the official podcast of International Open Magazine. Please head over to internationalopenmagazine.com to see the show notes size of the podcast, articles and more information. Hello and welcome to the second issue of the International Open Magazine podcast. Uh, here is uh, Horst Jens and I'm speaking with Stefan, Stefan Haslinger. And we are in Hamburg at the CCH which is the Congress Center of Hamburg. And here right now currently is happening the 32. C3, which means it's the 32nd edition of the Chaos Communication Congress. Hosted by the Chaos Computer Club. And as um, Austrian television station said, we are meeting here with 12,000 hackers. Whatever they think of a hacker to be. Yeah. I would call it more maybe a nerd meetup or something like that. So here are not criminals trying to take down uh, an IT system, something like that. That's so not... If that happens, uh, yeah. here, but it's not the main point. The but main point is uh, the, the in-between of politics, uh, hacking, technology. Yeah, and it's quite a big meetup uh, like this. It's the biggest one probably in the world of this kind. And currently there are more than 12,000 people gathering here. And that's quite impressive. And if you, for example, if you uh, come here for the first time, and um, obviously, obviously, you have to queue in the beginning to get your, to, to exchange your ticket for a, for a badge so you can enter freely. You have to queue with a few hundred other people, and you won't believe it. Nobody tries to uh, get in front of you. Or, Unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's, but it's it's very nice. It's it's a nice starter for a. I must say I was coming very early, uh, I think around 8 o'clock or so with the, with the night train and I had not to wait in line. Ah, uh, I'm jealous. But <laughs> I think with the 200 people in front of me, I've been waiting five minutes, so they are highly organized. I must, I must also say all this is run by volunteers. Yes. Uh, it's fairly cheap for a conference of that size. I think it was 90 euro. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's and, and incredibly well organized. Yeah. So, so whatever you make jokes about German organization talent, here it is displayed as it best. Yeah, yeah. That's that's valid statement. Absolutely. There's and there's lots of stuff going on. Really lots. So I, I hope we both give a complete uh, uh, description without going too much in our detail uh, and. Uh, Let's try to give an overview of what this is about and what you experienced so far. On the one hand side, it's a conference, a quite regular conference on topics like internet security, but also on... Hacking in general, I would say. Yeah, hacking, social impact of current legis legislation, yeah. That stuff. Well, we should define hacking a bit uh, in the sense of hacking not all, only about how to circumvent technical systems in computer, but hacking in general, like lockpicking or finding uh, solutions for problems that are maybe not mainstream. Yeah, my, my characterization for a hack is always having a short, uh, having a clever solution for a problem to circumvent certain strange things. We now we're just one, a few steps away from the Congress Center Hamburg in a very beautiful Chinese garden. Yes. Chinese garden. Yeah, so. Miniature trees and lake. Very nice. <laughs> But still seeing that huge tower in front of us from the television. Yeah. 
station, so it's still techy here. <laughs> okay. And what have you seen so far? Well, um, speaking from yesterday, the congress started, I think, around noon officially. Yeah. And I was there in the morning from the night train. Because my hostel uh, was only open in the afternoon, and my first impression was it's all dark. Uh, so Hamburg is dark in the morning because it's far up in the north, went for Europe, and then inside the congress everything was dark. The light was dimmed down so to <laughs> to be better <laughs> comfortable for hackers so they can see their screens uh, better. And and I felt completely lost, and I needed around. A full day just to orientate myself to find the different floors with the lecture halls and a lot and lot of assembly spaces and workshops. Yeah, yeah. So my, my so first uh, my first impression was wandering around and feeling completely lost. To to give a small overview, there are four big uh, tracks uh, with conference talks in parallel going on all the time from uh, 11 till midnight. yeah till midnight, and then there is besides that there is. I think eight more tracks of um, self-organized talks, sessions, workshop, all that stuff. And besides that, there are lots and lots of tables. And with that, I mean hundreds of tables. Literally hundreds of tables. Which then are called assemblies or um, uh, shared tables, where people just sit together are and are hacking on projects. So having their laptops on, having usually electricity, uh, having uh, land provided. And uh, yeah, that's I have to say, because this is not um, self-evident for a big uh, congress, we have all a very good quality Wi-Fi. Yeah, there are 12,000 people here and there is no issue with the Wi-Fi. Yeah. I was looking at the stats. Uh, when I was looking at it, which was yesterday in the afternoon, there were 6,000 uh, devices on the Wi-Fi uh, in uh, concurrency and there were no troubles at all. It was always performing as you would desire it. So that's very uncommon for a conference of that size. Yeah. I must also say I was attending the uh, Chaos Communication Congress I think 10 years before as it was in Berlin and there it was far smaller. And uh, the impression I, I still remember is uh, lots of people sitting on the floor in an overcrowded uh, conference building at uh, Berlin Alexanderplatz and eating pizzas on the floor and it was cold and everyone had his jackets on. And this is here far better organized. In yeah. So yeah. there are ropes system working. There are big halls reserved only for eating with, uh, with tables. <laughs> there, are, there are lots of cafeteria floors, so uh, there are working toilets in many floors, so it's, it's really um, a good location for a big, uh, big crowd. Yeah, yeah, and um, also the le lecture halls themselves are huge. I think the biggest one has a capacity of more than 3,000 people, which is quite impressive. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a great fun to be here. Have you been to talks already? A few. Um, I was in the keynote uh, yesterday, the opening keynote in the big hall. And I think they, they have more than 3,000 uh, people capacity yeah. because yeah. I was trying to count it. It was packed. And the keynote was, uh, hmm, please look in the show notes, I don't remember the name, uh, of a um, fugitive uh, from Somalia, Kenya, who immigrated to Germany. 
Yeah, and, and, uh, and she even grew up in a refugee camp there. So she is. Uh, yeah, she was born in a in a in a Kenyan refugee camp yeah. a, because her mother uh, came from Somalia, and then she now lives in Germany refugee camps, and she works as a motivation speaker now. Yeah, this this uh, talk was quite surprising for most of us, I think, because uh, almost everybody was expecting some <laughs> technical talk at least with some revelations. Usually, they're done some uh, security revelations during the keynote or one of the first talks, and it was something completely different. So the organizers at least didn't fail in surprising us. The team of the World Congress is Gated Communities. It's also yes. the logos. And I think the keynote speaker made a surprisingly good job of, of um, giving this gated community a very first-hand perspective because she came from a gated community uh, like a prison of, of refugee camps without uh, with restricted to, to travel, but she could not travel around. And now she is in another continent in, in a gated community against her will in a... a Various levels of restriction they put on refugees that they cannot uh -huh. go around, and her motto was uh, so no borders. Mm -hmm. Then I've been at the talk about a radio device, a software defined radio device. This was something completely new for me. Um, I've learned about it that it exists. It was given out at the uh, summer. Um, event that has been organized by the Chaos House Communication Camp. Congress as well. Uh, uh, Club as well. Yes, and it's RAID IO or RAID 1 O uh, called. It's a small uh, computer and it has a radio device on it as well. So you can use it as a receiver and as a Transmitter for uh, radio signals. So it's a bit like, a, like your own portable radio station? Absolutely. You can uh, receive standard radio stations, but uh, also different signals. So you uh, decide uh, with the software you're writing what you're going to receive and what you're going to send with that device. This is still quite uncommon in the, in the hacking community. So it was new for lots of people and also the reception was not as good, I think, as they have expected. And so they uh, gave an additional talk uh, yesterday where they thought, uh, where they described the current standings of their developments and what they had done um, uh, during the last six months. So they have a new... Uh, firmware and so on, but still they have troubles getting new devices because they have no current hardware manufacturer who is um, doing that for them. Uh, so it will be a community effort again if new devices will be produced in future times. This was quite a techy talk, so I've seen lots of people rushing out when it seemed to be too techy for them. But for the techies, it was great fun. Yeah. I think this was speaking about voicelessness, so that if she had learned German, she had no, uh, no um, method of, of voicing herself, uh, like uh, getting a permission to leave the refugee camp. Uh, and this, um, this restriction of, of one's voice uh, is like with the radio, with a normal uh, radio that you buy at Radio Check, you can only listen to radio, you, you have not the right to send. And with this device, you're a sender, which was, as I was young, illegal. Yeah, which is still illegal depending on the frequency you're using it. So you have to 
take the responsibility yourself and look which uh, frequencies are allowed to transmit and which aren't. But still, that particular de device is a quite low energy device. That means um, I'm not sure if you, yeah, if you can at all get into uh, conflicts with law. I've, I've not looked into the details of the specs of that device. Tech spaces. No, it was a tech I heard, uh, talk I heard this morning about uh, tech uh, meta spaces in favelas in Brazil, where they talked about uh, making their own radio, uh, local radio stations. Yeah. The, the user frequency that is normally reserved for, uh, for wireless yeah. transmission to don't get in conflict with the law. Because they say this is the medium that the local people in the slums are, are using. So if you're interested in the topic and you're going to uh, want to broadcast stuff, check with your local uh, uh, leg legislation and your, your regulations and look at the frequencies which are open. There are always frequen frequencies that are open and stick with them. <laughs> yeah. This, I mean, for the mindset alone. Yeah, partly yes, but uh, if there wouldn't be any leg uh, regulations, of then course, it would be chaos as well. So, yeah, that would be a different discussion, maybe. After that talk, I've been in a concert. There are concerts. I'm still speaking from yesterday. It was even, I think, before uh, 6 p.m., so it was quite early. But there are concerts going here on all day as well. There is a, a schedule uh, for that as well online, so maybe you would be too late to see them in live stream, but you but can... You can still, after the event, uh, if you search for 33, uh, C... C3. C3, sorry, C3. C3. Then you, you should find it and yeah. also the show notes of International Open Magazine. Yeah. So all the talks are uh, recorded and uh, and even translated. The German talks are translated to English and the English. Most of the talks are in English anyway. Um, not sure about that, but yeah. could be, yeah. Subjectively. Yeah. yeah. They are always translated to the, to the second language and have subtitles with them accompanied. So that's quite nice. So no matter uh, if you are familiar with German or not, you can follow them in English as well. It's really an international event. Yeah. Some, some kind of still secret, uh, secret event for the world outside German speaking. Yeah. I can go away, I hope I don't disturb you. And then they were checking orientation and, and with the compass and so on. What's going on? And then they are rolling out uh, little um, rocks, teppiche, and uh, start praying. They were Muslim uh, prayers. Ah, interesting. <laughs> and they found a, a room and orientated themselves to make a, <laughs> a very, very cool thing to, to be suddenly inside a, a praying room. Yeah, yeah.
Also for diversity, I can say this is uh, there's quite a lot of diversity. Yeah. It's unlike other um, hacking events. There, there are female participants. Yeah. There are children, yeah. family uh, friendly. There's a big program for children. Mitch Altman from California is here doing uh, Arduino and uh, soldering workshops. There are, yes, you see children roaming around generally. Yeah. Um, and you see not only women, uh, which is a very nice surprise for a tech event, but you see also, um, how, how is the English verb? Uh, a man dressed as woman. Queer. Queer, yeah. queers, yes. And they have also their own open tables. And yeah. So this is really, there's no restriction, so to speak, of who can yeah. participate. They're all techies. <laughs> so I've also seen quite a lot of uh, wheelchairs. Yeah. Um, aligned with uh, LEDs on them, so there are blinking yeah blinking wheelchairs, which is quite funny to see them. So there are uh, lots of, of uh, geeks and nerds um, hacking their wheelchairs even, which was also interesting to see. Yeah, yeah. Which is also nice is that most of uh, hacker spaces of European towns have a table representing here. This is more common in the uh, summer camps of Chaos Computer Club, but this also happened here. So that if you're from a city and you know people from the local hacker space, you will find them here because they represent the local hacker space. Ah, always here, available. Local, yeah. Uh, table. Yeah. And so as we've nice tradition, just met some people from the Netherlands before, and yeah, we have uh, recorded. Yeah. Um, so let's skip forward to today. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not done with yesterday. Um, as I'm interested in podcasting, obviously, yeah, ah. I've been to the podcasting meetup group yesterday. At we completely forgot to mention there's always going on live podcasting. That's right, even two sessions stage. in parallel. There is one stage where uh, an audience of, let's say, 100 people can listen to a live podcast. And there is always a second uh, table where a second podcast is streamed to the Internet as well. But all, all that stuff is recorded as well and can uh, be listened to afterwards. And um, one thing that uh, went there uh, or started there by a colleague of us, a Viennese colleague of us, Andreas Messner... Is it? No, it's Daniel Messner. I'm wrong with the name. Yeah. He started um, um, a group uh, of people trying to help other people getting started with podcasts. By the way, all that stuff, as you said before, is organized by volunteers here. And there. Yeah, and there is a network of more than 1,000 angels here. So they have their own uh, organization within that uh, uh, conference as well to get things going, to get their shifts organized. Absolutely. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And, and it's also very easy to become an angel yourself. You can register and then you get shifts, so the daily shifts, like how much you want to volunteer, one hour per day or more. So I think one hour shift is the minimum. Yeah. To do something like guarding an entrance or giving out closes or helping out. Uh, or checking that safety re regulations yeah. are kept. Uh, doing speakers announcement as a yeah. moderating of, of talks. Yeah. And um, sort of that system is, is going to be uh, um, started regarding podcasting. <laughs> that was uh, also quite nice, and I've 
I got familiar with I think 50 other podcasts that way which was quite nice This and one of the reasons why we go to meetings to, yeah. to meet other people yeah. you could have uh, meet them, met them online but it's yeah. not the same yeah so there is the podcaster community meeting here as well that was quite an, an, a nice time and, uh, and I hear you made an impression about uh, listeners from our German speaking Biertacher podcast that's right and we have even two people who promised us to join us wow. for next <laughs> year for one of the first uh, sessions so uh okay we're continuing uh podcast about chaos communication congress um you were saying uh stefan that you listened yesterday to a podcast meeting yeah and the afterwards to two to two live podcasts which were uh, uh recorded there and one was on different drinks for hackers that's uh, also quite hacker special browser. <laughs> hacker browser yeah and there is this uh, thing called mate which yeah. also is an anti-alcoholic drink usually popular here yeah it's and, and it's a coffeinated uh, soft drink yeah it's a sort of tea mate tea yeah. Uh, and uh, this is quite, yeah, as you said, quite popular, and lots of that, that stuff is is drink, uh, drunk here at the at the conference. That's that was quite interesting to get into the history of that stuff and the different flavors and what you could do with them. So really, a food nerd. Yeah, absolutely. It was a food podcast. Yeah, that was quite nice. Yeah, that was yesterday for me. I must also say, say it's it's very nice to be on a conference full of nerds. So, so you they're they're not wearing a uniform, but. Uh, But like if you have a tie, you will be hugely overdressed. Yeah, so yeah. if you look like a nerd with your well, black T-shirt and stuff, then you're completely either being underdressed or wearing black stuff. That would be fine, yeah. maybe. uniform. <laughs> yeah, um, but I'm very curious. You you was yesterday this at this theater theater. No, no, I haven't. You, you was, no, no. There was a theater play. I think uh, starting at midnight about refugees. Okay. But uh, I also was... That particular time. one was not recorded. Ah, okay. Yeah. Maybe I saw it on the... Um, yeah. yeah, that's the reason behind yeah. that, yeah. And today I left uh, Hamburg in the, in the morning for doing something completely different. As we have been... Sp I'm not sure if we've been speaking on the first uh, podcast of this uh, track. Uh, but yeah, I'm interested in recumbent bikes, which are... Recumbent bikes. So a bike where you lay horizontally? Uh, more or less, yes. And this was quite interesting for me because I thought I could ride a bike. Uh, when, <laughs> when I sat on it, I, I went to a company who uh, designs their own bikes and uh, had a meeting with the owner of them. The, the company is called Toxy, T-O-X-Y, yeah. We must uh, here insert that we get absolutely no money so far from this company or any other we mentioning. That's right, but I will. We open to donations. I I told the the. Um, quite bribable. <laughs> I told the owner of that company that we will record a podcast. So you get a discount? No, I won't get a discount, but I will uh, uh, put a link uh, for okay, him yes, okay. so that he can yeah, listen to that episode. Just check out the show notes in internationalopenmagazine.com. And it was quite, really, quite, it was interested, interesting for me to see that I'm not familiar with all kinds of bikes. Really, in the beginning, I had big travels. And then I backed, I, I, I felt, uh, I kissed the road three times or maybe four so, times. So you even. had a low bike where you Absolutely. made 10 centimeters above the ground yeah. and you managed to fall. It's, it's maybe 40 centimeters. It's not so low, yeah. uh, but still I managed to fall because it's quite different from the usual bikes in the fact that usually you sit 
sitting really quite in the center between the front bike and the the, the the, uh, not so much the center of gravity but the center of her torque so uh, when you turn ah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. The, the turning point of the front wheel is yeah. quite a lot in front of you yeah, yeah. usually on a bike and on that particular bike it isn't it more it's more or less below you mm -hmm. and still you can't see the front wheel because it's yeah. just below you yeah. usually you're looking uh, in front of you you see the the front part of the frame of yeah. the bike and This is not fixed connected to the front wheel. That means that it has some uh, time um, delay. <laughs> It's like a video game with a sloppy... <laughs> yes. So you turn the, the wheel to the left and you expect it to immediately... To, to, uh, that the, the, the bike will turn to the When left. nothing happens, you turn more and then... <laughs> and you turn more and then you fall to the other side. And that happened for, to me three times okay, till I asked him... Out. Uh, to, to the owner of the yeah. company could you show me how you run it yeah. and then I saw him and he also told me not to look at the bike just look at the horizon yeah. and that helped a lot so then the it fourth helped? it helped a lot, helped a lot yeah. so, so then the fourth trial was successful okay. and now you are able to turning with your low bike yes absolutely then he picked up a second bike and we just went for a short wow. ride oh, in, the, cool. in, the, in the village there and that was great fun for me to, to see that I'm not sure if, it, if I will get one I'm thinking about uh, it, but it's quite expensive. Uh, so, it, uh, so it was just a trial? It's just a trial run. run. So you, you, run. Yeah. you did not buy it? Abso buy it. Absolutely okay. no, I didn't. I also didn't my, promise that I would buy it. My absolutely nerd question is, um, if you are in a public uh, spot, in the street, yeah. and usually you find um, a way to fix your bike with a cable so that it don't get stolen. Yeah. And is it more complicated with a with a low bike? Absolutely not. You so, you the same rules as with the bike. You should yeah. try to uh, connect the frame and at least one yeah, wheel yeah. with a fixed But pole or something. But more space, so is it? No, it's even a bike? bit. It's even a bit shorter. I would say yeah. it's a bit lower, yeah. and that's about okay. it. Mm -hmm. And the, the nice thing is, if a thief come, he, he will possibly not get the, the, the hangout. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The audience will, will have fun at least in the beginning, yeah. When if, inbuilt uh, thief, uh, thief security. A, a, little, a little bit at least, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. But it was great fun. Okay, but we're driving off topic. That's uh, right. Let's, let's focus on, on chaos communication. That's right. What I've so written what down some today, notes. Um, For me, it started around 11.30 today, which is very nice for the meetup. I think you have really time to sleep in the morning yeah. and see the city a bit. Usually the, the normal conferences start at 9 and so on. This is quite pointless because you spend until midnight in the bar and then you are quite hangover. Yeah, and, and usually it's getting later than midnight here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, here the official program ends at midnight. And, That's and, right. And I think some hackers are not sleeping at all. Ah, I must say that was a very nice uh, um, talking point in the in the keynote, which said, uh, please at least shower once a day and yes. <laughs> sleep six hours a day yeah, and that's, take two meals. That's, yeah, that's a six-two-one rule, yeah. yeah. I think this is very nice. Yeah. That's also quite an, an, an old rule for these conferences already, but still it has to be repeated for the newcomers and it's really worth it just for hygiene re uh, reasons. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They have also a tradition that, I think it's not here anymore, but it was a tradition that you could um, reserve a, a spot for your sleeping bag 
So if you don't have uh, money to buy a hotel room, you still could get a, a spot in a mass sleeping room. Yeah, I, I think this is not, it's, not the case anymore. It's not in the standard program anymore, yeah. but there are links to get uh, uh, to ways to get cheap uh, uh, and accommodation. Also more uh, professional as long with couch surfing. And Absolutely, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happened today? Um, in the morning, before I came here, I learned two more things. One is that it's not necessary, as we have in Vienna, to paint uh, the bike lanes in colors, which then lose their color within months or within weeks even. Here they have a completely different uh, way. They just use brick stones for the bike lanes, which are then a bit more red than the usual okay. uh, tracks. So they have three-dimensional bike lanes. Uh, more or less, yeah. But it's it's quite it's uh, so it's it's not very bumpy. So yeah, it's but, it's. But Stefan, let's focus on yeah. the conquest. Okay, okay. Still, still, it's. I think okay, it's it's. Nice, nice, nice <laughs> thing nice to, to see <laughs> that different uh, different cities have different uh, thoughts on, on, yeah. on stuff. But what was your first uh, talk today that you visited or your first impression uh, of the workshop you, you did? Today, today I only visited the lightning talks. Mm -hmm. Very clever. Where I met you, and uh, yeah, it was. After uh, we, must <coughs> say, uh, we, we managed to do not not see us uh, yesterday, even if we both spent the whole day here in, in the same building. And, and yeah. we even managed to have some kind of communication by tweets by Twitter, yeah, yeah. but we were unable to tweet us yeah. in time to, to make a meeting point. And probably we've been in, even been in the same room, but still the haven't times, but, uh, seen yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But today we managed. And but maybe we should explain what that lightning talk is. This is a very nice uh, concept of conferences and one of my favorites. In short, uh, the speaker has only five minutes yeah. for a given topic. And he can, uh, yes, and the topics are very diverse, what, what is in the speaker's heart or mind. And here, this is also very organized for lightning talks, like you have to um, bring, uh, submit your light, lightning talk in advance. Yeah. Uh, and then they organize the slides already on a, on a big computer system. Yeah. So it's not like in other conferences where each speaker tries to connect his yeah, and laptop it, and it does not work. And, and it uh, takes a lot of time to switch. Ten minutes to, to yeah. uh, turn on the laptop and then five minutes speaking time. Yeah. It's here better organized somewhat. But and the cool thing is in the official wiki uh, is already a, a summary of the lightning yeah. talk. So you can read ahead if you're interested in these lightning yeah. talks. But I think what is missing is that you're not able to uh, put up questions after the lightning talks. It, so It was once uh, because the speaker was too fast and yeah. it did not but, work. Yeah, but still there is this limit of five minutes and yeah. everything that's done within the five minutes is fine. And, and as a professional conference goer, uh, from the audience perspective lightning talks are really a blessing because this is like a, a, a mixed bag of sweets that uh, yeah. of uh, surprise yeah. bags so you don't really know what uh, what expect what will happen but the fun thing is even if two or three talks are boring for your personal point of view you uh, you still get some that are surprisingly yeah. cool and uh, i think this is the main point why, why it's a word to go to conference and not see them at home Uh, the cool thing is, after you remember the guy, if he speaks speak to a topic you're really interested in, and you will find this guy on the conference and have a personal talk with him later. This is very valuable. As I said before, I think it's quite hard to find the people. It's a bit, but yeah. you, you can but you look, can look it so up in the wiki. Yeah. You, you can see his yeah. Twitter address and, and email yeah, yeah. and connect him up. So this, this dimension of 12,000 people is still something new for me in a conference yeah. like this. I've never been. So you wouldn't... So, 
you uh, would probably not meet meet people just by chance. Every now and then we see people. Yeah, but it's quite seldom. Yeah. yeah. But it, it 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 pays to be a bit organized and in the morning uh, email your friends which talks you try, will yeah. try to visit so that you can yeah. set up meeting points. And um, what I also like very much here, they have got indoor navigation. Have you tried that? Well, this is uh, this app that shows you to how to go to the next yeah. conference. Yeah. So yes. they have Wi-Fi everywhere, and if yeah. you are logged into the Wi-Fi, they also track your position, or they can track your position. Yeah. Uh, tell you where to go. And uh, you can uh, select of a list of, I think, more than 200 locations in the in the building. And then the you. The fun thing is that there are more than 200 locations. Absolutely. The yeah, yeah. Because there's so much going on. There are all these huge tables, the, yeah. the different cafeteria bars. The, yeah. The and also, uh, one menu item is just where's the next toilet, which is also quite useful. Ah, we should say that there are some unisex toilets. That's right, yeah. Which was the first time I heard this concept. Yeah, yeah. I think it basically means that it's a toilet like in a small apartment for, yeah. uh, for women and men. And men, shit, yeah, yeah. And this this um, indoor navigation was quite helpful for me already because I don't remember where the where the actual meeting rooms are and then it's, it tells you yes you have to get down two floors and 120 meters to the east and then you should be fine. So you're completely remote controlled by a little app now. Um, I claim to be not remote controlled because I decide where I want to go. You decide which app, to app instruction to follow. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So and I, I just wait for the first social hack where a hacker will try to manipulate these little apps and steer all people to spontaneous. Uh, from one of the older conferences, I think I should uh, dig out a link for that one. They have done animations of the flow of people during the conference, which was also quite uh, quite interesting. For each uh, person with a Wi-Fi device, you would get a, si a single dot, and then which are the popular uh, tracks and. It's it's anonymized data, yeah, so the, you couldn't. The but you could, yeah, you could see something like that. Yeah, that's right. There's also, of course, a rating system. I did not try it out. So yeah, I didn't. Each, yeah, uh, yeah. And a, a huge wiki where you can create self-organized assemblies and And now I've been here for mm, a bit more than a day, and I have to confess, I'm already a bit exhausted. <laughs> yes, it's exhausting. Yeah. Isn't that the most important practical hint I got? Uh, luckily, I got that in a blog. Is bring very comfortable uh, sneakers, so sport shoes, yeah. not, not heavy yeah. winter shoes. Yeah. Because yesterday I was here in my winter shoes yeah. for the winter and environment, yeah. and this make very tired in a hot yeah. uh, conference room. Yeah. So and you're making quite some distance here yeah, between yeah. the locations. Yeah. Lot, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can uh, say I was in the morning in a very good talk. Um, please uh, look it up in the show notes. I will link it from there. Um, and this was about um, making t uh, tech, uh, hacker spaces in slums in favela, in favelas. So in Brazilian Interesting. slums. Interesting. Yeah. I think Portuguese a Brazilian activist, and his uh, main topic, uh, and that impressed me very much, was not which technology to bring, but more. Um, how how to get involved in a local community also not invade them like like an alien force with high-tech uh, robots and, and everything but uh, first work locally in the community gardens of the favela uh, gain the trust of the people doing that that they see you can also work that they accept you on a level make uh, barbecue parties with them so, so go in low very low tech and then uh, 
use the uh, tech or bring in the hyperspace and tech uh, that they actually want and can use. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, he uh, say, uh, told stories uh, or photos from they, they just found a garage and where the car was leaving each morning and coming back in the evening. So they used this uh, garage as a locally hackerspace and everyone mm. in there read a note uh, when the car is out, the inside we can meet for a hackerspace. And then they built very fantastic, very low-tech low products, like one was a lamp made out of um, a plastic bottle. So very nice, clever solution with a, with a cap of a lamp uh, holding the battery and so you have a very small light, uh, electric light that mm -hmm. you can produce locally and then other things like uh, they're making um, a local um, uh, radio station mm -hmm. very cheaply yeah. so, but it was also the, the social skill of how to do it and how, how not to do mm -hmm. things so it, it was for me very fascinated, fascinating talk and I must say um, if you look at the schedule of the talks <laughs> there are a lot of uh, things that have a tech touch but are more focused on political or environment and, or even art so it's, I think it's quite interesting even if you're not from a hardcore technical direction coming Absolutely. That that hacking mindset need not be uh, convoluted with, with tech at all. There are lots of makers here as well, yeah. which just try to build stuff, uh, unconventional stuff, with materials they have available. So, yeah. And of course, I can so like you, uh, I'm a big fan of the lightning talks. Yeah. Uh, there were some very interesting lightning talks. Of course, some about politics, about surveillance, about uh, yeah. control of state. And yeah. Um, yeah, also other talks. It's, it's a lot going on here. You should definitely check it out if you're at least interested in a bit in society, politics. Yeah. Take. Cool. Okay, you're here um, at the end of this podcast interview with uh, Philip, a guy from Holland. Yes. We met outside the conference building. He talked about his impressions. And we both, I think, we will do a. Uh, talk tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So bye-bye uh, for now. <laughs>Two interesting talks, I think, I can talk about. What have you done? Um, I was on a uh, talk this morning. Ah, okay. And I met some very cool comic uh, drawers. Ah, that's also interesting. Artists, yeah. Which uh, with which I spent time yesterday, and they will publish in International Open Magazine. And I ran into two podcast listeners, which, which was also great fun. That is very cool. I hear yeah. you're a celebrity now. Yeah, seems so, seems so. Two <laughs> listeners who had thought... <laughs> recognized your voice. <laughs> That's right. That was quite funny as well. Yeah, I was talk I was sitting down. I wanted to, to uh, have a look in my emails. And suddenly a guy approached me. 
because he was seeing my notebook and he owns the same one and we exchanged our problems that we have with that notebook when we are running Linux on it. And uh, while we were talking, a third guy was approaching us and he thought, well, I think I know your voice from the podcast. And that was completely bl blown away because I would have never expected that to happen in real life. That's because we run a weekly German language uh, podcast. That's That's right. And to have an Austrian accent in, in Germany is enough to be identified first and second identified as a podcaster. Well, that's interesting. Okay. But let's get back to the talks. To the talks. Um, let me start because my brain is already fading away. Okay. If I will try to, to go sleep early yesterday. I had a very cool talk this morning from Obelix, a guy who is uh, heavy into 3D printers. And it was about recycling uh, plastic from CD printers. Okay. He buys his own shredder and uh, um, how to speak, uh, a machine that makes um, plastic out of ma uh, shredded plastic parts from 3D printers. I think they call it molder. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, and then he talked about problems arising uh, with uh, useless, printing useless 3D stuff and uh, the environment impact and his own uh, his own experience of trying to recycle and what works, what doesn't work. Yeah, it's just interesting. And I think this this uh, whole topic that with 3D printers, uh, everyone is now a little um, plastic uh, creating yeah. decentralized machine and this. Uh, parts stick in the nature for 5,000 years or so. Yeah. This is too much, too less communicated. And it was very nice to hear such a talk. And about it. are you aware of the problem of uh, recycling plastic materials? What's the, the difficulty about it? Well, there were several ways he tried yeah. to, to approach them yeah. one by one. The, the, I think the, the, the biggest one I can address here, because it, I can easily put it in a few sentences, Uh, plastics contain of chains of molecules and if you mold them down they get shorter and shorter mole molecules means that the quality of the plastics is worse so you can at least uh, uh, at most reach the quality that you had before but usually from one uh, product to the next recycled product you just l lose quality yes that's right and so it, it's uh, Regarding flexibility, regarding temperature, pressure, all that stuff, light stability, everything gets worse. That's the, the biggest problem. So you, if you mold stuff in, you get worse quality in the, in the, in the second run. But at least it's worth it to, to try to fi uh, find something and, and... Research in this direction. Yeah, sure. And, yeah, well... I always thought Obelix was a guy from a comic. Yes, uh, the fun thing is uh, this guy, who, uh, this was his nickname, and uh, this guy has a, a bit of a similarity to the comic figure Obelix. So I, I, I understand why he chose this nickname. I met him as well, yes, he looks a, a little bit with, with his uh, light hair color here. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, what else? I was uh, with you uh, um, uh, listening to Lightning Talks today. That's right. With, um, starting to become my favorite favorite topic at uh, Chaos Communication Congress, just What? sitting in lightning talks. Yeah. And I'm already overwhelmed because there were too much good stuff. So yeah. in my brain, they get confused and I just made a point of afterwards I will go to the, to the schedule. 
yeah. and try to get the slides yeah. and, and then remember which one to contact and which one to research more about. I, there were a lot of, lot of interesting stuff. I remember one which was actually quite funny because it was a guy talking about this project called IDA Buddy. Yes, and <laughs> this Clippy, Clippy yeah. successor. <laughs> he, he, maybe you remember Clippy, which was a, a, a Clippy from uh, Microsoft Word, an agent that should help you there, but was mostly pointless or useless. And he is missing Clippy so much that he wanted to create another uh, buddy to help him that should even be more annoying and more useless. More customizable. Yeah, and that's what he's currently doing and uh, trying to find other people to put more useless information in uh, in either body's knowledge. So I think that's funny. It's a GitHub project and I think it's yeah. absolutely best line that I loved very much was that he said, yes, and I even tried to uh, connect to real friends yeah. to get a useless advice, but yeah. the problem was that they expected he for this advice. Yeah, so and he preferred virtual friends. Yeah, because the, the real friends always wanted to help him and that's not, not the yeah, point yeah, of it. <laughs> yeah, now there were, there were games, open source, uh, recreation of Age of Empire, I think. Uh, a project that I was not aware of. Uh, then other extremely cool projects are called to uh, hackers to get into civil society and internet governance. Uh, things as well to engage in the policy making. Uh, yeah, a lot of cool stuff. Just listen for uh, search in the show notes or uh, the hashtag C. Too confused to get the hashtag. 32C3? Yes, exactly. Okay. And then uh, like the talks. Yeah. And then just click them one by one if you, if you find the topics that Yeah, and the video again. Again, the video is is uh, recorded here, and you can yeah. follow the the stream afterwards as well. Yeah. Yes, that's what I did in the morning. I, I showed my first. As I visited, look it up my first offline from a talk I missed. Okay. And they are they are lightning fast online. So usually on the day after, they are some hours after, they are already online, not only for streaming but also for download. So when this podcast comes out, you can expect it to be online. The, yes, the you, you current ones as well. Uh, yeah. Look for the Fahrplan first, this is the schedule with the talks, and then just download the, the talks you find interesting. Yeah, cool. I remember yesterday I have been at the FNORD show. Please tell me about it because I managed, uh, I get all ready for streaming in my hotel room, so that yeah. and then I managed to sleep in five minutes before it started. Oh, that's a pity, you missed a lot, but yeah. still you can hear, yeah. join the recording as well. Uh, we have been, again, more than 3,000 people in the auditorium, it was absolutely it was full. It was in the big hall, yeah. and they had to send people back because it was too full already and kick people out. It was at midnight. It was at midnight, starting at midnight, yeah. yes, and it was till, till 1 a.m. Yeah. And the Fnord show is, uh, yeah, it's looking back at what happened the year, during the year 2015, regarding security, regarding everything that's relevant yeah. for nerds, hackers, and so on. And it's presented sometimes in a very uh, straight way, in a very uh, ironic way, sometimes uh, also in, fu in a funny way, and uh, especially pointing at politicians and how they acted in during the last year. And uh, good question. I, I'm quite sure it was in English. Uh, 
And again, if it would have been in German, there would be an English uh, subtitle as well. But I think it was in, in English just because of the auditorium. And it was, and it was absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I was a re remembered a little bit to German uh, uh, show on television, which is the Heute Show, which is a weekly show criticizing politics in a in a. Um, Funny way as well, yeah. Not sometimes not so funny way. I was hesitating to use that word, but the Fnord show is always worth it. And there are older shows as well which are still relevant, so it's even worth digging into the archives from the last years. And it's always the same two people who are who are running that stuff who are also worth following in real life or in virtual life. Faith um, uh, with his fa famous, unfortunately, in German blog. I think I remember Faith's blog is in German. But uh, that if you speak German, it would be worth to follow him criticizing uh, politics in, in uh, current politics in Germany as well, yeah, and, and in Europe. Yeah, that was one talk, quite a long one. Um, unfortunately, because it was at the same time, I missed a different one, uh, a different show, which is a scientific podcast, which transforms into a live show at the 32C3. Yeah, and um, I have to uh, watch that later because I have been told that it was hilarious. They filled up three halls, one with the actual talk, and to two other halls it was streamed and still both of them were packed full. And afterwards they it, it took them three hours to go, so they started as, at midnight as well. Yeah. And uh, they ended with standing ovations, so it wow. must have been great. I've just seen the photos, and I'm yeah, looking yeah. forward to uh, to looking at them. And they also have a podcast. I think it's a weekly or bi-weekly yeah. podcast. So I have to look into that podcast as, as well. Yeah. What can you say about the audience so late in the night at midnight? Is the conference center still full of people, or is it it's, a bit less? It's a bit less. Yeah. I would say it's a bit less, the but still. Even so sure about that, but probably yes. But still, there have been thousands of people. When we left the room at, at one in the morning, it it still seemed to be full. I have been here and talking to a, a podcast listener till three in the morning, and it was still full. And, and the bars are still open. Right? Everything is still open. Yes, the, the, even the hacking tables are still. Uh, yes. And when, then I went to my hotel, which took me more than half an hour. I just looked in the, in the, in the Twitter feeds afterwards. That, and there were still coming updates that this is online, that is online, this presentation. So people were working through the night to, to get the material that has been created during the day and during the first part of the night to get it online in the second half of the night. And so it's, it's more or less an, an, a 24, not 7, because it's only four days, but a 24-4 event here that's going on. And... Um, I think it's it's quieter when you arrive here in the morning. I've, I came back in here. The morning here is 11 or so. Yeah, something like that. I was I think I was here at 10:30 and it yeah. it was quite uh, uh, so peaceful. Yeah. But still, it was it, a few thousand people have been here in the morning yeah. as well. So yeah, yeah. And the second talk, which was also quite interesting for me, was on social networks and the bubbles that are created there, like Facebook and so on, and about uh, open alternatives to these. And uh, there are open alternatives, but the problem is there are too many of these. That means that people who are interested, they are not getting momentum. 
uh, it's all, all these communities are fragmented. Uh, data between these social networks cannot be exchanged. Yeah. And it was a guy from the Free Software Foundation who gave that talk and he came up with uh, some numbers. So, for example, on Wikipedia, there are listed 52 of different protocols of how to interact with these social networks. Yeah. So he suggested, why not create interfaces between them? And I had to criticize this because interacting between 52 of these yeah. um, uh, protocols means writing 2,500 interfaces, mm. which is just not feasible. So well, well, we need a company, one, to rule them all, <laughs> that they all can centralize, send. Yeah, we have that already. It's called Facebook. No, thanks. <laughs> that's, that's the point of it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it would be nice to be able to switch easier to a different one and, and, and take people over. And, and it's, it's an unsolved problem and, and Free Software Foundation is working on this as well. I was, uh, it was interesting for me to learn about the Federation. Do you know the Federation? It's several uh, of the free networks like GNU Social, Diaspora, And the third one, so I just... Of it's just an association of yeah. networks who share standards and oh, want okay. to be compatible to each other. And to gain more momentum, okay, yeah, they yeah. share this name, the foundation, and try other networks to join in, for example, Identica. And uh, so it, it seems to get a bit momentum. I haven't yeah. heard about this, the federation before. Yeah. And that... Uh, seems to be interesting because it's uh, a few of the more popular ones who seem to, to be interested in collaborating that way. Very cool, very cool. Yeah. Speaking of social networks, uh, a friend of me uh, was going, uh, has attended a talk um, about social graphs and uh, the speaker, um, I will link in the show notes, said um, that the first organization we know who made uh, social graphs, like uh, who is connected to yeah. whom, was the Russian secret service uh, under the Tsar regime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so it's a well-known police technique now, but they already did social crafts. Absolutely, that's a, yeah. That's a, that the talk was around this direction, who you don't want to have your social graph in your hands. Maybe just one or two sentences on what are these social graphs. Yeah. The, the edges of these uh, show the relations of the people to each other. So, so who is connected to one, who is friends with them, yeah. who has um, relatives. And in, in a more general sense, uh, who form groups, who is yeah. related to yeah. whom, who is yeah. who is more relevant, yeah. who has more impact. And to, uh, to and this has a very uh, macabre uh, connection because that can also happen in the West that if someone with you are connected, like he has your phone number yeah. in his phone, yes, yeah. and he get busted in some uh, deal, uh, by the police yeah. for whatever reason yes then automatically you become suspect because you had a connection with him sure and this can be a very normal civil connection like you traded stamps with him or have a common girlfriend or a friend or something but then you are becoming you are a suspect yeah so not only you have to be aware when you put your phone on but even when your friends put their phones on choose your friends carefully, <laughs> choose your friends carefully. you could put it that way as well yeah yeah that's correct i think i'm done for today <laughs> yes i look forward to the talk of max schwenz that's right yeah. austrian uh, law student who fights facebook yeah 
and well, we will see what he has to report. Yeah. Hopefully, I will manage to get into this talk. Um, yeah, some kind of social engineering. It seems that in the first row of the of the big uh, rooms is always free. So. Yeah, that's Even if a lot of people standing at yeah, the doors, yeah. maybe shy or so. Yeah. You just walk forward and then you get a free seat. Yes. Okay. Let's try. Okay. So let's um, meet again tomorrow. Yes. Let's see what we found. And report from that day. Okay. Hello Horst, what's the day today? Hello Stefan, uh, today is 30 December 2015, zombie day, because it's the last day of the Chaos Communication Congress and everyone is a zombie because of the many parties yesterday night and all the time <laughs> and the lack of, generic lack of, lack of sleep. Yeah, I've been here as well, and it was quite a nice service when we entered the, the conference stage. We were everybody knows it's day number four here, but the people were so kind to tell us that it's Wednesday today, to okay. just to inform okay. us. Keepers, yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and I've seen a long queue of people and asked the doorkeeper, what, what, these people are waiting here? And he said to me, like a little child, it's good morning, it was noon, it's Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> and these are people like every day waiting to get a day ticket. Yeah. Because there's a limited amount of day, day passes so that you can visit the conference just for one day. And they are limited, so there is a long, long queue already at 10 o'clock or 9. I think the people go up really early to get in line to get a chance to get a day pass. It's the, uh, it seems to be a, git, a bit quieter today already, so people seem to be tired and maybe also... Some are leaving already. Yeah, yeah you see people running around with the bags, for example, yeah, because uh, they plan to leave yeah, soon. <laughs> yeah. Have to catch a plane or a flight or something. It's, it's the last day. It's a, a bit sadness mixed in. <laughs> it's over, but also a bit uh, relevation <laughs> that it's over. <laughs> and have you experienced some nice things, things uh, since yeah. yesterday? Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, so I I was yesterday a bit uh, lazy. I, I was visiting Hamburg, uh, visiting the harbor, harbor, the ships, and so. And and in the end, I, I got again uh, sleeping early. But today I visited some talks, lightning talks, and um, I hit again a jackpot at a lightning talk. It was a um, woman was giving a presentation about a Python book she wanted to write for children and it will be Creative Commons licensed, share-like. So cool. exactly my kind of <laughs> girl, <laughs> my kind of project. And then I had the chance to later speak with her and, and swap uh, with, um, business, business cards and so on. Very cool. So this alone, th making this connection was, was worth the trip. So I had also an interesting experience. I thought, meanwhile, I know the venue. And I was also uh, finding a lightning talk where another talk was announced and I tried to follow the speaker <laughs> to the other talk and just missed him at once there and so I didn't catch him uh, again and I didn't find the, the final room. Um, and not only this one, um, I also managed to ignore two fo full floors. So I learned yesterday that there is this is floors and hidden <laughs> this is not only a three floor building, it's a five floor building. And the to top two ones, I just didn't miss the first three days. So it's really huge, the venue. They have a children playing arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and for example, they have a big sandbox there in, in, in there. And you explained me the concept of the sandbox, which is really cool. Yeah, uh, it is 
in the beginning it's the usual sandbox and, and children and, all, all and obviously also here of literally sandbox not not some computer device uh, ab absolutely yeah literal sandbox and, and and people are building mountains and valleys and so on you and must say it is, uh, is is not a sandbox like for children where you go in it's more mounted on a table so you just play in it with your hands that's right but you uh, could go in if you like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, like only t two square meters or something. Yeah, and uh, then there is a camera watching the the um, the, sand? the sand, the mountains, and and the, from top down. Yeah, the, the the it's a 3D camera, so it can um, find the height of the certain areas, and then it calculates an image out of that. So deeper areas are assumed to be water, and that means blue. And uh, higher areas are first green and even higher than they are brown and so, and so on. And this image then is projected on the sand so that it's with colored a yeah, with a projector and, and then it's, it's uh, colored in real time. So uh, you can uh, do terraforming in real time with, and your hands. <laughs> with your hands and see coming it into existence, yeah. which is also quite funny. I, I must confess I've seen this sandbox on the first day, but I did not understand the concept. I was just thinking it's some religious cult because everyone was slowly moving his hand in the sand and, and looking fascinated. And I did not get the full point with the camera and the beamer. <laughs> Yesterday we've both both been to another workshop. No, no, not so much workshop. More a session, which was quite interesting, by Max Schrems. Ah yes, this was our main talk in the big hall. Yeah. And yes, this was really experience. Uh, Max Schrems, uh, who, who uh, make this legal action against Facebook about his data privacy rights, and. Um, what I can say is that Max Schrems has a very cool gift. He can very good for non-legal persons explain legal terms and uh, the ways uh, this action took place and the political uh, fights and ways be behind his uh, action and, and yeah, political consequences also. It was very interesting, very enlightening talk. And this talk has been in English, so and we both highly recommend it, and we'll link it in the yeah. show notes. So if you're interested in that case, uh, and if you are at least be uh, interested in European uh, politics or how Europe works or doesn't work, it's it's also a prime example of it. Yeah, and as you said, I, I just want to uh, underline that it's really a, a nice way of explaining stuff. So also for non. Uh, lawyers, non-technical yeah. people, it's quite easy to understand and follow him along. And uh, I think we can accept uh, one of uh, what he said was, um, because he noted himself, he's not techie, if, uh, I think he's more yeah. Facebook user, but more legal interested. There's a very small overlap of people with technical and legal knowledge, and also no funding for such people to, to file class actions or... or um, and, and he is thinking about setting up an uh, organization who, who bundle this knowledge and, and make, how you say, uh, legal, legal, uh, exemplary legal actions for some rights. Yeah, and not only this, he's also interested in f uh, building an organization that's testing services and products against data privacy ah issues. Yes, yes, like a technical uh, yeah. quality improvement. Privacy improvement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, and uh, I hope uh, this will go forward, and uh, I would love to see this organization come into action and even donating money. Besides that, I've only been to one more talk, which was not not so much a talk, more a show-like. Uh, it is ha Hacker Jeopardy. If you know into Je Jeopardy, it's a quiz show 
where it's uh, the other way around, not uh, you ask questions and you have to provide the answers, but you're presented with the answer and you have to come up with the, the right question for it. And this was also great fun. It's also been recorded also in English. And if you are in, um, into hacking or if you're interested in how strange things hackers are interested, then I would recommend the Hacker Jeopardy, which is also a recorded so a very high nerd factor, I think. Absolutely, yeah, with the strangest <laughs> questions. And it's, it's, they really tried to make the, 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 the question-answer thingy really hard. So in one particular ca uh, case, we had, uh, again, roughly 3,000 or 3,500 people in the audience, and there was only one single person who was manage uh, managing to answer a particular wow. question. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, that's been great fun yesterday. And But that's pretty much it for me. Other besides that, I've only been talking in private to, to different other hackers and other persons. A, a ball of a private time. Uh, yeah, you met yeah absolutely. It's been, been great fun for me. And I think... I two interviews. And I think they're both in English. One with a company um, from Laura and uh, Dratzen who make these uh, storage devices. That's Cloudfleet.io. Yes. And another thing was of a, about a comic artist who draw comics. And you will attach these to the It's podcast. Both are in English and they make good complement of our report of the conference. Okay, and I think with this we will close this. Yes, it's, it's a bit the last day. Everyone is hangover. Everyone is here a bit uh, un uh, more, more tired than usual. And I don't expect much to happen. I look forward to see this closing event. Have you something on your agenda, some talks? There's and the, the closing, uh, closing event as well, and there is also one more talk on the uh, technical insights of the Congress itself, so how the in oh, okay, infrastructure yeah. of the Congress is run. Yeah, I must still say I'm still amazed that all this works so nearly perfect. Uh, uh, today I, I visited the first glitch who, is not who was not working at the garderobe system, how you yeah. say, where you give up your wardrobe, wardrobe your luggage. They had a very impressive computer system. Uh, so usually you the same guy who takes your clothes, uh, also the same guy you who that you give your luggage gives you a receipt. Yeah. And there it was different, also yeah. it wa all from the beginning. And this morning this system was not working. They yeah. had some computer glitch. Yeah. But uh, even also all the time, I never uh, have seen one toilet who is not working this alone incredible at uh, 12,000 attendees and so um, if you get a, want to get a room or want anything it's always some helper here who and the the, this the, um, the infrastructure is just working all, all organized by volunteers this is very amazing I'm also already planning for next year, although this will not be happening here because this building is going to be brought down, so we will see where it ha where it's happening. And but still, it will happen somewhere, and I think we will both attend. I guess so. I think yeah, yeah, because it's, it's fun with you. As also, um, we we uh, noticed that at speaking uh, about uh, every day, if we meet, we speak. What what have you done? And so, and we. I think we complement each other very good because I come early and yeah. <laughs> tend to leave early yeah. <laughs> and, and you come a bit later and, and but you have the stamina to still go yeah. be at the parties and meet all the people I wanted to meet, <laughs> which is extremely funny. Yes, I, I just want uh, to say I want to attend one talk. Uh, it's something about Ebola and, and uh, in crisis, uh, so catastrophic areas, yeah. setting up um, internet 
connection systems and hacking, also hacking for crisis. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I hope we have given you a good impression about what uh, Chaos Communication Congress was about. You will find a full report in the International Open Magazine. This report, if you prefer to read. <laughs> and meet us in person at the next 33C3. Yeah, or if you're somewhere in Vienna, please contact us. We meet every week uh, for a German language podcast, but we can spontaneously make an English language podcast if we happen to have guests. Okay. Good. See you. So long. <laughs> so long. Lots of people are concerned, so... Uh, not can, that no. concerned. Speaking with uh, Philip today, 28 uh, Jan uh, December 2015, uh, Hamburg... Uh, Congress Center. Just in front of the CCH. Okay. Hello, Philip. Uh, Hi. You're from? I'm from uh, the Netherlands. This is your first time at Chaos Communication Congress? Yes, this is the first time. And you survived one day and one night so far? Yes, one day and one night so far and a half a day. Yeah. Okay, okay. What's your impression? Uh, it's really it's really interesting. It's really good. I was at DEF CON in Las Vegas last summer and this is seems to be much more down to earth and much more uh, much more interesting to me. Much more wow. yeah, there's more political discussions and less less uh, less tension. Yeah, this is, I, I don't know, it's just better, I get a better impression in general. Yeah. Okay, okay. Can Some, you, something special you're interested in? Um, no, not specifically. No, I'm just uh, generally interested in, in, in hacking and security and politics. You, yeah. uh, you uh, can speak and understand German or you go here as an English speaker? Ambition. Oh, okay. uh, not very well, not very well, no. So I assume you yeah. could uh, no, speak no uh, German at all. Was it uh, okay for you from the... Um, from the level of English talks. Um, oh yeah, the English was excellent. Excluded from, from some talks. No, no, no. English was excellent. Yeah. Although I didn't uh, go to any German talks because, okay. uh, well, <laughs> because my Germ because my German isn't that good, and then okay. nor nor is yeah. is that of my uh, friends. So uh, yeah. But there is live translation to English. There's a stream. There is. Yeah, for each and every talk. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. So if you the German one, you can still yeah. follow the. Oh okay, that's actually a good idea. Yeah. I might do that. Cool. Yeah. So what uh, what talks or what uh, assemblies or hackers uh, things you? Uh, where did I go? I, I actually made notes you that made I can notes. share with friends and colleagues and stuff. So yeah, what was the best one I went to so far? Let's see. Yesterday I liked. Oh, I liked the net neutrality in Europe one. I was. Yeah. 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 That one was really great. Uh, this morning's. State of Internet censorship was alright. This was just more like, hey, this is this is what's going on, yeah. and yeah, yeah I was, I was, uh, yeah, not active, yeah. interested. Maybe I one day will be active, but not yet. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah so um, I like the whole gated communities idea. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of a kind of a nice usage of the term. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Dieselgate was great. Great Firewall of China, uh, and and I went to the Stasi one. Uh, yeah, which okay, was yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah, generally very positive. Cool. You found other people from Dutch? Uh, no, no, no. These yeah. are my friends and colleagues. Okay, so you brought them with you? Yes, we went together. Yeah. Well, nice to hear from you. Thanks, Philip, for this interview. Thanks a lot. Yeah, have a great one. Say the date. 29 December 2015, uh, Chaos Communication Congress. I was speaking with comic artist Pantalone. Hello, Pantalone. Hello, host. Um, nice to meet you. How are you doing? I'm fine. Um, 
I have slept in the night and now I have energy again. Worth mentioning at the conference. Yeah, it's, it's, it's worth mentioning. Yes, it's not. Um, yeah. So you have had some hours of sleep. Some hours. We arrived in the at, at noon. Yep. And since then we've we've been talking mainly. We've uh, met this guy. He's quite a nice guy, and we've talked about the state of the union and the world. It's we in terrible say, shape. Uh, you have set up here a table uh, with uh, comics. So this is the comic. Yeah, this is uh, this is the comics assembly. Uh, okay, so you officially registered this as an assembly. Yeah, this is an assembly. Okay. We had also had some sessions yesterday. Yeah. Um, people came and uh, wanted to make comics. Someone here, made here at, this at, the, at this table. Someone made a comic about a talk that he attended, yeah. and wanted to illustrate things that happened yeah, there. Yeah. People asking questions to the lecturer and stuff like that. Um, some people came just to try things out, sketch a little bit, have a talk. And you're the official artist in residence of this assembly. <laughs> That's it, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so while you're here, you're usually drawing uh, comics or you're just waiting for people to start talking? Some of the time. If I have some pictures in me, I pick up some piece and of paper and a pen and I draw some things and sometimes I'm just sitting here and watching the people there are lots of interesting okay. people passing by so you have still time to attend talks or workshops or are you mainly uh, I, I might have made more time to okay. attend talks I have seen two talks so far no three yeah, no, three, three. Okay. Uh, two, I sat in two talks and uh, I watched one on the stream yeah. yesterday in the evening uh, that's Wait, it let, let me get that uh, you're sitting here at the congress with yes. your laptop uh, and while sitting here on the stream, you watch a talk that happened in some other room. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but they were I've they were full. In a, in a room, attending mm -hmm. a talk while watching on their laptop another talk. So <laughs> completely normal. Yeah, yeah, that's like uh, with the lounge. Yeah. Um, last year in the lounge, there was a nightclub in the lounge in the congress. But in the lounge, there was also a um, a, a flat share. It's like a flat occupied by different people uh, with all the living rooms and you could attend a party in a flat in a nightclub at the congress yeah. so that's, that's like these Russian dolls that yeah, yeah, yeah. are one inside the other so it's, it's a good topic for another comic <laughs> yeah that could be illustrated um, but um, you, you're not in the business of officially illustrating talks you know that there are some um, no I don't do that no I'm just, just for your own fun. I'm a dilettante. Okay. <laughs> I just do it for fun. Can you talk about yourself? You told me you have a profession as tailor? Yes, I'm, I have a completely different profession. I'm a tailor. I, I repair clothes, I make new clothes or alter things for people. Um, that's what I do for a living. And I make comics on the side since about 30 years. Longer than I'm tailoring, actually, but it's always been a hobby. But you never think about becoming a professional uh, No. When I was uh, 18, 19, people told me, oh, you have to become a professional artist, you have to go into advertising. And that was it for me, because okay. <laughs> I, I couldn't do that. I don't have, I don't have the knack for it. It's so you're too I, integral with your art. <laughs> I just, I just don't like advertising, and I would okay. be bored to death, and I would hate myself, and I don't know, if, I don't think I would do a good work either. Okay, okay. Um, what, uh, how, how are you drawing that? First of all, where, where can people find your, your drawings, your art? What's you can find most of the page? stuff on pantalon.tv. Pantalon.tv. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, there, there are some. Uh, it's sort of a blog because everyone has a blog these days. Yeah. 
but I haven't updated it since summer when I had the exhibition. Okay. Um, so I have, you had an exhibition? I had an exhibition. Uh, uh, there's a alternative uh, center for culture and arts in yeah, Bonn. In Bonn, okay, Germany. It's uh, called the Kult 41. Yeah. Um, they have exhibitions once a month. And a friend of mine made a connection for me, and I could uh, make the ex exhibition in summary. Yes. It was really nice. become instant rich and famous? Yes, sure. <laughs> 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 I'm just trying to get off the coke right now. <laughs> no, but I mean, you, you had little price tags on your. On I your printed some there. copies of my comics and yeah. uh, tried to sell them there, so that made up for the wine that we offered. So, yeah. I broke even. <laughs> you, you ever in your life had a kind of manager who said, ah, oh, you're such an artist. We no, must, never. We both become no. rich. No, no, no. All, everything that I do is completely useless. Love pull up. Yeah, you could say so. You could say so. Uh, what, uh, what topics are you, um, do you uh, drawing? You're drawing in black-white mostly. Yes. Um, there's lots of uh, dialogue in my comics. Um... I make comics with animals, with monsters sometimes. Yeah. Uh, talking animals, of course, because monsters that, that don't talk are really boring. I think that's why Smog is such a nice monster, because he talks really, really mean. <laughs> um, I make comics about books that I've read. Okay. I try to put as much um, uh, references to, to other things into it as possible to make it more interesting for people. So can I say that if... Uh, drawing comics is some kind of post-processing from, from things you experience? Or yes, read, uh, yes yeah. I, I make comics that uh, reflect my own experiences. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you have um, your own fan club, uh, people who, who read every new comic of you and discuss that? Yes, my brother and my mother like the stuff that I do. <laughs> um, Yeah, I, I mostly make it for them. Okay, but you don't get from Australia or Fiji Islands or something. Actually, I do. I do get. I do have fans in Australia. Yeah. I have. Uh, yeah, my sister lives there. Ah. So I have fans in Australia too. So, so I really know your audience. I'm a, yeah, close, close relationship to your audience. I'm a globally renowned artist. Right. Very cool. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, can I break the news here that uh, you will uh, put your, um, some of your drawings under Creative Commons Share Like license in International Open Magazine? Yes. Um, uh, at one point I, I really um, had this uh, Creative Commons license tag on my page, but then the next time I updated it, I forgot to put it in again. The, the, the site really is in a bad shape. Um, I ought to do something about it, but web publishing is not my strong suit. Uh, It's it's very basic HTML and there's no fancy stuff, but uh, I must say there's also no advertising in it, so okay. that maybe makes up for it. <laughs> What I lack in professionalism, I also lack in commercialism. <laughs> Good thing you have a job, but um, you're not like other artists. Do you not fear that if you if you basically give away your art for free and with free license, yes, that only demand that the license is maintained? Uh, don't you fear that other people like me will make tons of money out of it? Uh, if you if you can do so, then you are a cleverer man than me. Um, do you know the Cory Doctor of podcast? The Cory. The Cory Doctor of podcast. No, um, he has this this uh, jingle at the end of the podcast, yeah. where it says this uh, song has been uh, licensed under copyright license two or three one zero. Um, 
for a period of 27 years, um, you're not allowed to uh, share it or remix it or anything. But if you do so, you're a very good friend of ours because we don't give it down. Mm -hmm. We made it. That's all we wanted to do. It's uh, a quote, a Woody Guthrie quote, I think. Okay. So, yeah, there, there's some really classical artists that also don't give a shit about mm. money and anything. So, yeah, I'm more in that kind of, of a bean. Okay. Um, I think you, you told me you had once experiment with a donation address with Flutter. Yeah, Flutter. Yeah. yeah. You still have Flutter on your homepage, so... It's still, it's still there, yeah. Yeah. And it, it works. Also, it works. If, if people arrive at the page and read it, Some people actually do click the Flutter button. That that's um, if if those people actually know about Flutter. Yeah, yeah, of course. We have a Flutter account. Yeah. Can you say in average how many how many thousands of euro you make a month with Flutter? In thousands, that's uh, point point zero one thousand. So one euro. Ten. Ten euro. Yeah, it's, so it's about ten or twenty. No, no, not a month in total. I told you the site is a mess. <laughs> okay, okay. There's there's no, nothing happening there. Please, dear, dear listener, uh, head over to either to pantalon.tv or internationalopenmagazine.com. Oh yes, please. Publish, uh, him yeah, go there, uh, read my comics. All, all, that's uh, that's what they are for. Make it really easy for the support. <laughs> uh, you have any any web comics that that um, um, that you like? Is it that that are inspiring you? Yes. Um, well, there are the very well-knowns like XKCD or Dilbert, of course. Um, but uh, Derek Kirk Kim, I like his work very much. Um, he, his comics were on his webpage. Um, some of it he's already taken down in order to print them and sell them, which I think is a pity, but okay, that's a commercial decision and can't argue with that. As probably his editor, he told him to, to take it down. But he publishes uh, unfinished work there. Mm -hmm. uh, Tune is his last latest webcomic, I think. Um, yeah. It's a really good story about a comic artist that tries to break through and uh, tries to avoid getting a real job when his parents are really pushing him. And so you can feel with him. <laughs> yeah, I have, have lots of empathy for that. <laughs> <laughs> I try to work as little as possible, of course, in order to have time to make comics. It's, uh, it's a conundrum. Spit or swallow? <laughs> okay, okay. Um, yeah, um, can, can we speak about the thing? I think uh, I get from you that you like uh, drawing in black and white, and you also admire uh, comics like Dilbert or XKCD. XKCD, who are not uh, famous for famous and, and well detailed painting, but they're quite simple and um, quite exact actually yeah there, there's some the art of Ovedus, Ovedus. it's very reduced and yeah, everything yeah. that is there means something yeah, yeah. and I think in, in comics it's, you paint the same thing over and over mm -hmm. again you have this, the same faces that you have yeah, to paint yeah. over and over again and you have to design them very carefully first in order not to overwork yourself it's a lot of work making comics it takes a long time um And second, you have to recognize things over and over again. The reader must be able to recognize the same like, face. Like a good cartoonist, you, you must be able to express with a few strokes that what you... Yes, you have to be economical with, yeah. with what you do. It's not like with uh, Dürer drawings. Or, yeah. Were you born with this talent or could you... Uh, have you improved over time? Your, your oh, I improved over time. Yeah. Uh, It's like you pick up a pen and then you start drawing and the first things that you do are terrible and then you get better from that. 
definitely. So you trust? I, I don't believe in. I don't believe in talent. Okay, you don't believe in <laughs> spitting. <laughs> no, really. Okay, it's okay. that's just to just to to create the impression that some yeah, people can't enter yeah. art, and I don't yeah. think that is true. Everybody can do art, and um, comics is quite a nice example for it. You can you can make stick figures, yeah. like in XKCD, and become famous and rich with that actually. <laughs> I really admire Randall Monroe. He's uh, mm -hmm. one of the great artists of our time. Yeah. Maybe he will be recognized as one later. Yeah. I mean, he's recognized now. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, is there a, a reoccurring topic in your comics? Is it something that comes uh, again over and over, like a love story or some philosophical question? Yeah, yeah. There's um, philosophical questions about our purpose about meaning of life meaning of life of course yes that's that's the questions i mean when the monsters come to get the princess what what drives them to get the princess are they just mean or evil or is there some background story to these monsters maybe they just got thrown out of the flat have no money and they're looking for an opportunity to make bucks on the street and yeah they they abduct so the princess actually capitalism in fairy tale in fairyland yeah <laughs> But there's also the story of the princess, of course. Can't have a non-dimensional princess in the 21st century because she's the female leading act and also she has to have an attitude. So the princess herself, well, she, she actually tried to escape from the palace because the palace is her jail. And so maybe the monsters are the way to get out? Maybe she's the one who's not really worried about getting abducted by the monsters her father her parents are terribly worried they oh my god the poor parents <laughs> they they were just trying to get her married to someone in order to keep the empire going and yeah. now she gets abducted and that's the worst thing that can happen to a princess as we all know uh, only the princess may not really agree because she has her, a mind of her own yeah the, the, the my comic with the monsters actually breaks off in the middle. I ought to make a second part of it or maybe a second and a third part. I'll do that when I have time. <laughs> so uh, have you often uh, conflicted ideas as a, like um, you want to make a comic about some topic A and then in the middle of it you, you stop because now must, much more urgent is to, to make another comic about a book you just read or a film you just see. Yes, that happens. That happens. And so also unfinished you start writing a story with characters and then you flesh them out and have them say things and then you get your characters into situations where they react with a mind of their own somehow so they the are monsters become too independent you can't just force your story on the characters these characters are not you they are they have a they have their own identity so uh, if you write the story you find out that these characters can't can't walk through the story the way that you intended but you have to go on some detours that's where it becomes interesting actually where writing um, becomes interesting for me because when I write a story that I have in my mind and it would work out just the way I have it in my mind that would be really boring or that might be boring and if some unforeseen things happen that makes it more interesting for me so these, these characters they sort of develop a life of their own Do you ever try to get in another um, uh, direction of art, like making a script for a movie or a theater play or something? No. I play some music. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I meet. I have a guy in Bonn. I meet 
once once a week we play some old clarinet duets, Karl Richter and Mozart and stuff like that. But that's completely different alley. <laughs> Well, looking forward to, to publishing you. Oh yes, and publish me. <laughs> yeah, and of course your work will be free licensed, uh, so everyone yes, can publish you. Yes, of course. Yes. Okay. Everyone can read it. Everyone can copy it. So your art, art will spread. If you decide to print it, give me a, a, a hint so I yeah. can have a look at it. Maybe I'm, I'm very interested to seeing what others can do with my work. You're also interested if some artists pick up your art and maybe mutate it into something else? Yeah, I'd be interested in seeing that. Yeah. My, my work is black and white. If you if you Someone want to color it or something, that would be possible. Or make uh, 3D characters out of it with some software. Oh, yeah. I've seen <laughs> these people with 3D printers. You yeah. could print stuff like that. Oh. Maybe we should get some corporations going. Okay. <laughs> so, and your contact address is actually on pantalon.tv. Yes, there is an email address. It's and, uh, and, and read this email. Yes, I read it. I read uh, email for Benjamin at pantalon.tv or for pantalon at pantalon.tv. Okay, so it's easy to contact you. Yeah, email is the safest way to contact me. Okay. Well, thanks for the interview. Yeah, welcome.